Welcome to Living Life. Today is Sunday, so it's the Lord's Day. What a glorious day to be with God's people. And today we're also looking at the final verses here in the final chapter of this great book in the Bible we call Hebrews. And one of the mysteries of Hebrews is who wrote it? Now, of course, the the one that most people will say it was the Apostle Paul. But some would say that it might have been Barnabas or Apollos or even a woman named Priscilla. Personally, I think we ought to consider that it might have been Cleopas. Now, he was one of the two that was on the road to Emmaus after the resurrection when Jesus came alongside and shared with them concerning himself what all the Old Testament scriptures revealed. And so when we look at the book of Hebrews with all of the Old Testament quotations and showing how Jesus is the fulfillment, I can't help but think that Cleopas would have been in a great position to give this writing of the book of Hebrews. Now, as we approach this, we also want to just make sure that we realize the great access that we have with God through Christ. Because the scripture says that the veil was torn from top to bottom, and so from the Holy of Holies. And so we have this direct access. It's nice to know the message, even if we might not know the author, but we do know that he was inspired by the Holy Spirit. So let's pay attention now to God's holy word. Hebrews chapter 13, verses 18 through 25. Pray for us. We are sure that we have a clear conscience and desire to live honorably in every way. I particularly urge you to pray so that I may be restored to you soon. Now may the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good for doing his will. And may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Brothers and sisters, I urge you to bear with my word of exhortation, for in fact I have written to you quite briefly. I want you to know that our brother Timothy has been released. If he arrives soon, I will come with him to see you. Greet all your leaders and all the Lord's people. Those from Italy send you their greetings. Grace be with you all. Well, as we get into these final verses in the book of Hebrews, I like how in our text today, the very first verse, verse 18, the very first three words say, pray for us. This is a practical way that we can really be doing God's will, is to pray for our leaders, praying for our pastors. 
In just a little bit, we're going to see in our text that they pray for us, but we can pray for them. And to really come alongside them and to lift them up into the presence of Almighty God and ask that He help them in their own spiritual formation. So I want to encourage you today, pray for your pastors. Pray that their vision of who God is and what He calls them to be and to do, may it expand and grow and become more sharp and that they would have wisdom and strength to really have a desire to keep growing in their faith development, that their intention would be to be a disciple of Jesus, that they would be wanting to have an ongoing, ever-deepening relationship with the Lord, and that you can pray for your pastor that they themselves would be involved in the means of grace that are available to help them fulfill this decision to be a disciple that's based off of an expanding vision of God. That your pastor would be involved in solitude and study and that they too would pray. And so pray for your pastor. Help them as they continue to want to be a physician of your soul. They are looking out for your spiritual development, your progress and joy in the faith. So pray for them because pray that they would have boldness when they preach the gospel. Pray for your pastor that they would shepherd the very ones that God purchased with his own blood. Pray that, that they would help bring guidance and direction to the flock that God has entrusted to them. And as they oversee the church, that they would have wisdom and clarity. And of course, pray that they themselves would be an example of what a follower, follower of Jesus is. So pray for us is the very first words in our text. And I want to encourage you to do just that. Pray for your pastors and your leaders. Because you know, they're praying for you. In our text, we come to a wonderful benediction. Kind of like this prayer of blessing being brought upon God's people by the writer of Hebrews. And I just think it's so rich that I just want to read it to you and wherever you're at, that you would just pause and receive this, this prayer. It says, Now may the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good for doing his will. And may he work in us what is pleasing to him, through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now I just want to go back and look at a few pieces of this wonderful prayer for us, God's people. It begins by saying, may the God of peace. This is who we're addressing, 
the God who is himself at peace. Within the very heart of God is gloriously joyous love. He is complete. He's lacking nothing. And he gives his peace to us that we can actually have peace with God and be reconciled to him. And with that comes the great truth that we can then be at peace with one another, that we can be at peace with our brothers and sisters in Christ. And then it goes on to say that God, this God of peace, raised Jesus from the dead. And this resurrected Jesus, this, this one empowers us. I mean, think about just the empty tomb that after Jesus was crucified, dead, and buried, he was raised from the dead. People saw the empty tomb. They then saw the resurrected Jesus, and they saw the church established. And the resurrection just brings validation to the cross, that our salvation is secure, and that the church is validated as well. And then we're told that this one that raised is the great shepherd of the sheep. And so he leads us and guides us and protects us. And what a joy it is that we can say that the Lord is our shepherd. Therefore, we lack nothing. Well, this prayer and benediction goes on to talk about God's will and that we'd be equipped to do God's will. And we know that what we do is not in our own ability, but we work in the power of the Holy Spirit who comes alongside of us so that we can do God's will completely, cheerfully, and without hesitation. And we do this all to the glory of God because he is the giver of the gifts. And so the giver gets the glory. And then the prayer ends with amen. And that's just us saying, and that's just the way we want it. So today, know that people are praying for you and you can be praying for your pastor and do so to God's glory and your joy. So as we close today, we're coming to the very end of the book of Hebrews. And the very last verse says, grace be with you all. That's my prayer for you as you go through these living life devotions, that God's grace would be poured out upon you. Let me pray for you at this time. Heavenly Father, we are just so thankful for your grace, for your unmerited favor, or as we say, God's riches at Christ's expense. But Father, this grace, it's you acting in our lives to bring about what we don't deserve and cannot accomplish on our own. Lord, I just pray for your grace to be poured out upon your people. 
And it's in Christ's name that I do pray this. Amen. For a single soul, lifting up all the and stepping in closer, see Jesus.